and welcome into the Facts Not Feelings podcast, powered by BZ Consultants Group, with your host, Brooke Furness. Each week, I sit down with experts in the respected fields as we discuss how we can move this wonderful automotive industry forward by differentiating facts from feelings. Our conversation explore how my guests got to where they are today and how they achieve success. All right, let's jump in. Get ready to pump creative fuel into your dealership marketing. Our guest shares his imaginative campaigns that drove sales without gassing budgets. I'm your host, Brooke Furness, and you're tuned into Facts Not Feelings. Today, we're getting creative, dun, 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 in the automotive space. And I am joined by the one and only Brian Ortega. Now, I'm sure you have seen, unless you've been letting me around a rock at some point, You've seen Brian and his incredible commercials on LinkedIn, on TV, on streaming, on everything in between. He's the creative director at Valley High Toyota. And if you haven't seen his commercials, don't leave now because you're watching or you're listening. But after this episode, go check out his commercials. They are phenomenal with a capital P or F if Hooked on Phonics works for you. That works as well. But he is talking all the day about the risk that he has taken and the big rewards when it comes to imagining marketing and reimagining that marketing. Brian, I am so stoked to have you in the show today. Mike, yeah, we're here. Yeah, let's let's do this, Brooke. It's finally <laughs> happening. All right. It's only taken two years, but we've got your brain. Legions of people have, have wanted this episode to happen. <laughs> And what you don't know is that I just got the logo back today, at right before we started recording, for the Facts Not Feelings After Dark show. I got the logo back today for my creative design uh, individuals, team, awesome people, but it came back today. So it was only appropriate that I had you on the show today. It worked out nicely. I'd have to- There you go. go. <laughs> little 90210, Peach Pit After Dark, you know, and you got to kind of got to roll off another idea. I Always love ideas. it. That, that's what we do here. That's what we do here. And I love you're so interactive on the Friday shows and in general, so much support always, always makes my day and my week automatically better. And I'm like, oh, here comes Brian in with the drop in the awesome comments in. And now we have you live in the show. I'm so stoked right now. So let's Oh just my God. Just imagine Jordan <laughs> and Nathaniel and Jeff. Oh, when we when this hits, ah. and Basilius now says he's going to have to repay the same that you all did to him. So, Basilius, oh, you better. <laughs> he will. All right, let's jump right into this. We all know that car dealership marketing trends are trends, but but also they tend to play just a little bit safe sometimes when it comes to their marketing. However, you are a bit of a trailblazer. I mean. You go and look at all the interactions, all the engagements. So we know it's not all about the likes, but there's so much engagement because you're you freaking rock when it comes to creativity. So I gotta know what is your secret? What are you doing over there, at Valley High Toyota? Oh, that's that's so you you gotta you gotta be willing. You gotta have the willingness to be audacious, okay, and the eagerness to be spontaneous. All right, and the mindfulness to be tenacious. Basically, yeah. Basically what that means is you got to try something different, right? You got to be out of the box, think totally outside of the box. And whether it succeeds or fails, you don't want to play this woulda, shoulda, coulda game, right? And because a lot of people, what a lot of businesses tend to do is play it safe, right? And 
I always tend to think of it, you know, put yourself in the viewer's shoes because if they're watching you and you're responding to yourself and you're just like, oh my gosh, think of what they're thinking, you know? So you got to have the, the willingness to be audacious. You got to take risks with your, with your content. And especially now, because, you know, I was going through our attention spans, you know, used to be 15 seconds. Then it went down to 12 seconds in like the year 2000. Now we're like at eight, eight and a half seconds, you know, in this Vine mentality, this TikTok mentality, you got to get creative. You got to impress somebody right off the bat. So uh, I think we've been able to do that through the years. Amen. And it's so interesting before this next question here that you brought up the intention span. I don't know how many people actually look at that because that's, that's still so tough for me to wrap my brain around that I know that we live in this microwave ADD, ADD, ADHD, there we go, mentality where, okay, so it's 30 seconds. Well, aren't sure it's 50 to 60 seconds? You know, as long as under 60 seconds, it's just not good, broken brain. Well, yes, but if you're not looking to see where that drop off is, well, you've just lost them because that attention spans, oh, you want to be done for me? Like, I can just scroll the next video. I can just scroll the next reel. I can scroll the next short. So if you don't capture it immediately, and even if you have captured it, if they think that that, they, that it's not going to provide them any value or you're not entertaining them or whatever the reason is that they went to go whatever they're looking for to what whatever the reason is, you've lost them. So I love that you brought that up because it is, it's getting shorter and shorter. I'm like, they're jumping on my video in 30 seconds. Like what yeah. the actual hell is going on right now? <laughs> so I love that you brought that up. So let's go a little bit more here. Is can you share a specific example where you took maybe just a little bit more creative risk that may be normal, but it paid off with massive big results? Yeah, and we're gonna delve into this further, but um, you know, we we do these these car giveaways and they're used car giveaways. And when my GM, you know, hit me up and he was like, Hey, let's do this car giveaway. And instead of it being a landing page on a website, fill out a form, which we still do. And if we can go into that later, but, uh, made this whole video about it, showcased the car and posted it on, on Facebook. And that thing just, it soared. And this was back before Facebook business was really pay to play, you know, that the reach got really out there and, and we started really building up this hype around the dealership and, you know, 24 cars, uh, later we're you know we're still creating different ways to get people's attention and a, a cool free it's not free because they got to pay the tax and license but it's a giveaway it's new to them right so and and i've seen so many dealerships they'll give away a vehicle and it's like a one and done or we might do it again in five years for our 30th anniversary and maybe our 40 so it's like once every decade they do it you guys give these away at a rapid pace so when it comes to that engagement, when it's done right, and that's the really key thing because you guys do this so well and you're so successful at it. So what are those, I'd say some of the most engaging ones, the successful ones you've done that make you stand out? Because yes, the content's great. The videos are great. But what makes them so damn successful? Because you guys are so great at them. So every winner is is totally random because we don't ask, you know, why do you deserve it? You know what? It's totally just interactive. And that's the main thing. It All of them are engaging. So one week we'll say, hey, post the comment below. That's your that's your entry. And this uh, past one that we did, 
uh, we teamed up with a local content creator because he has tons of followers on TikTok and, and Instagram. And he's always talking about the community, about this area. So I hit him up on, on TikTok. I go, hey, we're doing this car giveaway. You want to you wanna team up with us? So we, you know, we did a, a collaborative post and we, we were like at 4,000 Instagram followers hovering for about a year because it's our same audience. It's the same people entering. And then this time, you know, I, I hit up my GM. I was like, man, let's try this. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure about it. I was like, trust me. Right. It's always, <laughs> it's always, all right, Brian, man, you, you need these ideas. So he asked for some money. It was a little more than my jam was willing to pay. So we, we brought it down and we kind of worked things out because he's a content creator. So he came to the dealership, created some, some posts and, um, we did this uh, post together. And as soon as he did, our reach just went exponential. We shot up to like 7,500 Instagram followers, like well, up to so we got like three thousand in in a couple of days. So, Jeez. yeah. We, well, let's just rewind there for a hot second because I'm going to go to community, but I'm like we're going to go back to TikTok here for a hot second in Instagram because most I'm going to say most just because I've seen quite a few automotive Instagram accounts, and it's like two hundred followers, and not that that's bad. I, I don't want to say that's bad. It's just normally Instagram doesn't do too well at dealerships in the automotive space. It's usually Facebook because. When it comes to Facebook, usually you can just do better when it comes to marketplace and when you do ads and everything between, so you can do a little bit better there, statistically speaking. And I'm hearing these numbers out of Instagram and you're partnering with TikTok influencers. I, I just am trying to wrap, once again, wrap my head around that you guys have that many followers on Instagram, which is crazy. So <laughs> that that's number one. Number two, you're partnering and leveraging platforms like TikTok and reels to showcase your creativity, which you guys, once again, are just killing it. What types of videos then? And then, we're, and then I want to circle back to the community portion because that's so, so big. But what type of videos are you guys doing that seem to resonate the most with your audience? Yeah, so we're on TikTok and, and reels and then YouTube shorts is, is huge too. So I think people really need to take advantage of that. Um, it's the short form stuff, Brooke. I mean, you you got to... Yeah. It's funny because I'm not really into cars. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right? It gets me from here to there. And but you know, people will talk about cars. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, it's not really my thing. People and to get attention and to impress and to engage with them. That's that's where my focus is. And and if cars end up being in it, cool. <laughs> so uh what we're doing is just creating short form um content uh stuff to get in get out entertain you i uh, just sent my um assistant outside right now because you know toyota stock is really low we finally got a a sienna on the lot right and i was like bro go outside go do a video just do a quick walk around let's do something you know fun find some engaging music that maybe has to do with family you know and then uh we'll we'll post that 30 seconds or less get in, get out. But, um, to that point, like leveraging whatever's trending, whether it's, you know, the audio, whatever somebody's, you know, using, you follow the hashtags and just go from there. And we've been able to, cause I think you talked about it on the show, on your show recently, <laughs> like TikTok, it's just like, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, and I'm, 
I'm up there and I know older people are doing it too, but it's just some things I'm just like, okay. So with having a younger assistant and then teaming up with another local business, um, we're able to, to use that. And they, they go, we were talking about swiping. They're looking at stuff and, and trying to find where we can, uh, leverage the, the, whatever's popular, whatever's trending, and then uh, get posts, uh, post on that. Okay. I want to ask a question on that. Cause for those that are like, wait, I might, I'm not even sure how to find what's trending or what hashtags are trending. How do they do that? I mean, is that something you're just saying, Hey, younger generation, that's your language. I don't speak it, figure it out because you're smarter than me. Or is that something that you do? Well, I'll, I'll look into what's relevant, what's going on in the area. And then how can we tie it back to sales? Okay. Like for, for instance, the labor day, I, you know, have a little meeting with them and I'm like, Hey, you know, we want to focus on, on pre-owned vehicles and the holiday, see if there's something going on there and we can kind of use that for our, our content. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm involved, but sometimes they'll come back and show me something like totally out of left field. Trust me, man, this thing's going to work. And I'm like, all right, roll with it, which is the good thing, Brooke, because I think over the years, we kind of built this persona that the dealership is able to take on these risks to think outside the box and be different. Now, if you're barely going into it, you know, you got to kind of be careful, right? Because if it's not you and you don't go back to it, like what you mentioned before, and then it, it, it just, it's kind of cringe. <laughs> You use yeah. the, the terms that kids use these days. <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, yes, uh, I can't. I, I need an entire urban dictionary just like all the words. I'm like, I don't even know what half these words mean. I'm like, just speak like a normal human. I ain't something. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but I, I want to. one of our commercials, <laughs> <laughs> right? There, I, I want to say it was probably I don't know at least five years ago, maybe more than that. That Twitter came out with like here are the hashtags for all the holidays or hashtags to use on random like pizza day or whatever. And I remember I'd always download those every single year. And then then Twitter like stopped doing it or made it like really difficult to find. And I was like, why? And I was like, oh, because there are other hashtags or because it changes every single day. But I was so like, what am I supposed to do as a contact or like a marketing person? And it, but that that for me, I was like, okay, on pizza day, we're going to do this. Okay, on national ice cream day. And I would automatically down, I think it was HubSpot that I could could bring it into my calendar. But I'd make sure that I would you know make have the content calendar ready to have those hashtags. Now everything has changed. So it was like every single day could be something different. So it's just, it's, if you're not staying on top of it. And for me, it's like hire someone younger that knows what they're doing. Because like, for me, like we just said, like, I know that's, I, I don't understand. It. I'm not going to pretend to understand it. I will hire someone that's younger than me that does understand it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one uh, recently, it hit 3.5 million views. Jeez, man. And uh, it was just, you know, taking a, a trending sound and then um, just putting some content to it. But the funny thing is that they always show me, man, look how, how well this is doing. I go, well, it still hasn't reached my Joe Rogan video. So I don't know if you know this. So Joe Rogan <laughs> was on a, uh, his podcast and he was talking to Jim Brewer and they were talking about Toyota trucks. They were talking about Tacomas. And then, cause I listened to the podcast and just this light bulb, like went off a ding and I was like, I'm going to take that clip and we're going to, you know, cut that up and 
that's like at four and a half million views. Holy bunch of comments. Shit. Yeah. Bunch of comments. Um, yeah, my I love my Tacoma. So that's where you want. You want to get people talking and you want to reply to them as well. You want to respond to as many. Yes. Yes. And and to that, I I honestly don't remember who I was interviewing. And we were talking like out of the gate, like if you're just starting, your stuff's gonna suck. And that is okay. Like you don't know what you're doing. Usually you don't know what you're doing unless you have an incredible team around you that's gonna like that are just amazing and awesome. That but for the most part, and I go back and look at some of my stuff. And it, I didn't know what I was doing. I literally am self-taught in everything that I do. We were having this conversation offline. And I was getting a bunch of just like really hateful comments. And at the time, I was just like a little bit of a bruised ego. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Stop yelling at me. And I was having a conversation with a friend. And, and, the, and he just goes, but they're still commenting, aren't they? I go, yes, they are. <laughs> and yeah. that, and the person that like that, just like a bunch of hateful comments and, I, and so I remember just going, go back and comment and just be like, thank you for the advice. I'll, I'll use it on the next video. Thank you for the advice. Thank you for the advice. And just kept like killing with kindness. But I was like, to their, to your point is that please make sure you go back and respond. When you don't, it's, you're hurting yourself when you don't do, the, do those things. So, all right. So I want to pivot and go back to what you, you, you talked about, the community involvement. And that is so incredibly vital to your success not just as a business, but also to your creative and to everything you're doing to your partnerships and everything. So go give us some examples, for us some examples of those partnerships that you're currently doing, that you have done with those local businesses and then the benefit of that. Oh, it's, it's imperative. I mean, you want to succeed, then, you know, be a part of your community. It's, it's on my shirt. We have this theme, your community dealership. So, um, it's where we can team up with local businesses. Um, and there's especially this one in this local area. It's a, it's a news group on Facebook and we teamed up with them early and it was just a, it's called the Victor Valley news group. They always post just news in the area, you know, car thefts, crashes, you know, some positive stuff. And early on, I want to say around 2014, they started to blow up and I hit them up. I'm like, how can we advertise with you guys? So we got their banner hosted by us. I'm able to post on their, their uh, website, you know, I'll post the giveaway, but then I'll say, Hey, if you're looking for a car, you know, I'll still put links to the website and, you know, you still got to have the calls to action. Um, but teaming up lo- with local businesses is, is super cool, especially with this latest car giveaway. It was an older Scion XD, right? But we got a local tinting shop to donate the tint. And we were, you know, tagging each other. We were posting videos, you know, so it's, it's a win, 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 right. For not only us, but the, the winner. Thank you, Valley Hi Toyota. Hi Toyota. And then also the business who is working on their business. They don't have time to be posting social stuff. And then even more so, unbeknownst to me at the time, we hit up our our local friends at they're called Audiotistics. And he's like, yeah, you know what? We'll put a Sony stereo in it. Shout out to Audiotistics. <laughs> a backup camera. You know, the camera full display. Everything gets to the screen. Yeah. Touch screen. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Huh? It's a nice little part. And then they got their distributors to be involved in it. And then even Sony itself. So, you know, it was just a trickle down effect 
And there, you know what? We're in for car number 25 as well. Are you next? Use car giveaway number 25 coming soon. Because they saw what we were able to do with their content. You know, we posted, we went to the shops, we shot some video, you know, focused on the owner. And then they were able to talk about uh, what they do for the community as well. So it's just, it's just stellar how just things keep, you know, just snowballing when you team up with uh, local businesses and then you build trust within the community, right? It's so true. And I, I want to go to the Facebook portion because you do a really good job as well, is that you're building engagement through, we talked about Facebook, you know, really early on, but about Facebook groups. Now, it, I've seen it before. People will create the group, but then they just let it go stagnant. And like, oh, we created it. I'm like, but yeah, but what are you doing with it? So what strategies have you seen for yourself with Valley High Toyota that, that works really, really well with your Facebook groups? Yeah. So we created a, because, you know, we saw it early on and especially when we saw, you know, Zuck kind of wanting to focus on people instead of businesses. So I was like, I'm going to create a, a, a group page. It's called Valley High Toyota's friend page. And when we started, it was like exclusive, right? You needed to be invited to it. And then we kind of opened it up now, but um, we just asked a couple questions and I give them exclusive content. You know, if they're in the group, they have um, chances to win something that not everybody else can win. You know, we're able to showcase businesses in there. If you have a business, go ahead and put it in the comment section. You know, let's see if we can support one another. Um, yeah, d- different strategies. Like you can become a finalist just by ent- to win the car just by entering the, the friends group. And then I'm able to tag at everyone, right? And now I can post something and then everybody will see it. That's awesome. So, and I know you've taken this a step further as well, is that you do in, incredible because I know that I'm on the email chain. So I, I get the emails that are come through the email blast. So how do you then build that strong email campaign and the text list? And then how do you keep that engagement so it's still really, really high and that the content is still really, really high? You know, I, I think a lot of times businesses and dealerships, especially they'll they'll have their list and they'll be like, just bombard them with sales, you know, hit them. And it's, it's the whole Gary V, you know, strategy, just, you know, jab, 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 you know, and then, then at, and then go for the ass. So building these lists, which is really cool because for the giveaways, we'll have them post user generated content, right? Show a picture of the face you would make if you won the car. So now we got people sending us pictures. I'll create a video from that. Uh, nominate a veteran and send the picture when they were in service. So it's different ways that we can build these lists in terms of, because we still ask to fill out a form to confirm emails and phone numbers, but then we just, we serve them information, you know, because it's relevant to them. You entered this car giveaway. We're going to show you another thing to win. Oh, by the way, only one person's going to win the car. Did you know that we have used cars starting at eight nine nine five, or um, the lease specials are are available now um, because you're not going to win. So <laughs> it's always just having fun and, and sending these texts. <laughs> you know what it is. You always have to be reminding people. You know, so before we go live, and we really leverage live, going live, um, we'll go on live on all the platforms: Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We we've kind of looked into TikTok so much, um, but it's not working too well. So 
because it's a totally different audience, right? Yeah. It's it's not people that are around you. So at least with the other three, we can focus on, you know, harnessing our, our um, you know, PMA. And, and it's, once again, interesting you bring that up because even though it would, if you're not looking at your data to understand and your analytics to see who your audience is, and you to your point, Brian, as I look at my TikTok audience, once again, still trying to figure out the whole TikTok situation. But my audience there, the, the age demographic is completely different than any other platform. And yes, is it to your point, it's not here. It's going to be all over. But the age demographic does not is not even close to any other platform. So that is why it's so important that you look at that and say, okay, what is it going to be here? What is it going to be here? And if you're literally just copying, pasting either the captions or this, that, you... I don't not going to say you're going to fail. You're just going to learn real quickly what's not going to work. And then you're going to learn what's going to work. So just really pay attention to those things because that is, it, there's really robust reporting back there. So definitely take a look at it. So on a, yeah. go and, ahead. We, um, and we do use uh, uh, TikTok advertising. You know, we work with uh, AET and, you know, we're able to, you know, to build uh, because you can target. It gets pretty granular too. So, um, your audience, yeah, you're there to entertain because we'll still post the commercials on our TikTok. Don't get as many views as they do on the other platforms or engagement. That's the little ones that these guys are doing, <laughs> uh, Andrew and Frankie that, that get most of the, the views, but you know, we'll still post our inventory and, uh, it's, it's really insightful how we can, I mean, we look at the insights and, and the analytics through all of them and, and can kind of gauge where we should put more, you know, dollars to, to advertise. Oh, it's so true. So I, the question has got to be asked because you're, you're being asked to do a lot of different things. You're wearing a lot of different hats. You just said, Hey, I'm sending my assistant out to go film. I think you said a Sienna, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. do some little family sounds uh, around it. So how do you then say, okay, I don't want to overextend myself you probably do anyways, but I'm trying not to. So how do you decide where to focus your efforts so that you don't get be stretch arm strong and being pulled in 15 different directions? Yeah. So that that's my biggest thing with my GM. He's like, you're always, you know, get something done, then move on to something. I go, but this is popular right now. Let's, you know, and there's strategies when it comes to like we build the whole month pretty much because we shoot a, a commercial a month. And that becomes, you know, the hub that we build campaigns around. For instance, you know, we just did a football commercial. Where the gridiron meets the road, Valley High Toyota stands as a fortress of ambition. No one on the sidelines, boys. We're in the trenches now. They're not just guests, they're families. The team delivers precise and accurate touchdown deals. Like a cerebral head coach with his star quarterback, Toyota Todd and Brian greet their ravenous fans with pride. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? Hey, hey, we do it for you guys, the fans, the VHD fans. Join the team today. It's based on hard knocks and kind of, you know, making fun of of John Facenda's voice, you know, and on NFL films. But yeah, everybody's ready. They're filling out their their fantasy brackets, you know, which I did mine last night. <laughs> Ours are Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, you want to be relevant. So we will build our banners around, you know, football kickoff savings this month. You know, the e-blast will have, you know, that type of theme. So, uh, and then next month is obviously Halloween. So, you know, we have this um, 
this would be our seventh commercial where zombies are involved. Yeah. And, everyone, and by the way, everyone was looking forward to that one. You know that, right? <laughs> and it, that's another thing because the superhero one we did went a little over budget. So <laughs> we're like, and I'm always thinking grandiose, right? Never. And, and, and yeah. And my, and my GMs always say, you should think there's an open jet blank, man. <laughs> What dealerships have budgets? What are you talking oh, about? God, I had yeah. end, endless endless funds rolling. It was like Scrooge McDuck, you know, we're going the backstroke and his uh, coins here. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, with being when I try to harness, I just because uh, a lot of people they're like, oh my god, you have so much fun at work. That's all you do. I was like, mm, you know, <laughs> the grind, you know, printing the reports, looking at things, the analytics, the CTAs the view rates, you know, how's it doing on OTT and, and, um, just sourcing, right. If I can get these guys to source. And- oh, <laughs> if you, if you figure that out, please let me know because I've been trying for like what, 15 years now to get people to source correctly. And it's, it, it just doesn't work. So good luck with that one, especially with the new, the new GA4 things are like sourced so differently now with channel grouping. So yeah, good luck with that buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so that brings us in. So that made me think of one, you know, massive roadblock of trying to get people to source things correctly. But in whether it's funding, whether it's whatever it may be, there's also just like a lot of roadblocks you're going to run into with highly if they're creative campaigns that there's going to be roadblocks you run into. So how do you then tackle those roadblocks that are that are maybe they can be speed bumps or roadblocks in general? But how do you tackle those roadblocks? So now because we're kind of popular, I don't know, so to speak. And every time I try to come up with uh, an idea and it's not just not, let me get this out the way right now, Berg. it's, it's not just me. I mean, we, we have a team and it's just uh brainstorming and everybody's coming up with something. Now I'll just pick up on something and kind of run with it. Um, so the roadblocks are just legal, legal issues. Like we shot this super commercial, it was a superhero commercial and we couldn't have the likeness of, of Superman. We had to make these generic, generic <laughs> uh, superheroes. And um, I couldn't say, because the whole premise was the Supra friends, like Toyota Supra. And they're like, you can't say super, super friends because that alludes to the cartoon when, you know, in the, in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, they're, if you want to take it on, you know, we'll submit it. But, you know. You don't want to have to delve into any legal issues, but oh, that that's our biggest one right now, because there's things that we've done in the past that have gone by without any kind of, you know, picking at it. Like this one, we did a, oh my gosh, I was at this idea. It was when game of, of Thrones was ending and I was like, we have to do a game of Thrones commercial. Yeah. So. Somebody in the meeting was like, Game of Loans. I was like, that's brilliant. That's it. That's it. We, that's, so we kind of built the commercial about around that. And then uh, we shot two takes. And uh, uh, Toyota Todd, the, the GM, was like, the Game of Loans is on at Valley High Toyota. And we couldn't use that. So we had to, yeah, couldn't use that. It was too, uh, too close. So, oh. yeah. So we had to use another take for that. And it just it keeps going on and on. So, the joys of legal. What is it like? You know, a marketer never has all three: uh, budget, uh, approval for legal, and creative, or something like that. You, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, 
the risk assessment, you know, you know, if you want to get into, I go, but we're parody. We're to the point where we're SNL, you know? That's exactly my point. (laughs) I was like, doesn't SNL get away with all this stuff? That's my thought. (laughs) Well, this may answer the next question then, because to your point that you said earlier, like people see and they're like, oh, he's just having so much fun. And while you are, what they don't see is behind the scenes is that while it is fun and games, it sometimes is not all fun and games and that there are just to like, same thing as me is that you're going to have those creative fails. Like you're like, this is going to be awesome. And you're like, Oh, it just landed on, just crashed and burned. Yeah. But then you learn from that. So like, what are those things that you, that when those creative fails do happen and it's like, it's some, especially for me when I hear someone like you're like, it, it, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And this is how I learned. But what are those, how can you share some with our audience with those? Uh, yeah, I think I mentioned it before, but we, on one of our car giveaways, we, we did, I cut up 25 keys and we had them come to the dealership. Now we, we go live and we, we do it online. Um, but this was before, and we had people come to the dealership. We fed them, you know, we gave them other things. We gave other things away. And then, uh, you know, here I am, I'm getting content. We got the local newspaper involved. You know, we got, I got videos going on and because that person was going to start the car, right. was going to win it. So I'm thinking, ah, maybe the 18th person and we're going to have all this content to post. Now, first guy turns on <laughs> and then I slowly look at my, you know, because he called me out on these, like, what if the first guy, and I was like, and I look at him and, and he's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> You're like, everyone else keep going. We're just going to keep getting content here. It's good. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, a couple other ones. We did a couple commercials. I did one because we started to open uh, service on Sunday. And so I was like, church, right? Service on Sunday. So we had this, uh, you know, open your service manuals to page, you know. So we got we got a little backlash, you know, from from that. My my pastor thought it was hilarious. I think it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, another one did I for New Year's. Uh, we were coming back. I was coming back from the holidays, and I had you know eaten too much, so I had this three hundred pound fat suit on, and uh, we got accused for fat shaming from a couple people. So those aren't major failures. It's just you know, <laughs> I think we built so much trust within the community through the years that, you know, we get a long leash when it comes to certain uh, content. Oh, man. Well, I'd say they're, they're learning moments more than anything else. It's there's, we're also, oh God, I think it was Steve Carell that said, he's like, if the office would have aired now, he goes, oh. we would have been canceled immediately. So it's just, it's also a different day and age that we're living now than we were 10, 15, 20 years ago. So <laughs> it's a little different when Game of Loans doesn't get passed, but that's a whole other. No, and here's another one. If, I mean, I, I know it, it could come up, but I think one of the ideas that I had, and I know it's not going to happen, especially now since it's making a comeback, but through the pandemic, I was like, what if we do a spot called the Corolla virus? <laughs> You're like, no, dude, no, not not even. And I'm like, I'm, uh, I mean, you know, people, they have the itch, the urge, they got, you know, they got the virus, they need to have the Corolla. So now that's you can have, have an entire mask on the Corolla. 
Just put this on the grill of it. Tell me ways that one can go. <laughs> oh, you can have a lot of fun with that. I'm I'm literally crying right now, Brian. I'm, it's, uh, yeah, this is this is good stuff. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. So so with that, we, we've talked about some awesome content I hear. And I'm sure that I guarantee, because I was definitely one of them when I worked at a dealership, is you're thinking, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, I barely, I didn't have a budget, Brooke, at our own dealership to have an assistant. I am wearing 17 hats. That would be great, but I don't have an endless budget. They're not, I, I don't have anybody. I'm doing social. I'm doing marketing. I'm HR. I'm photo taker. I'm light turner offer, takeout trash person. I'm doing everything. So how do you even maximize the creativity with that limited resource or limited resources, I should say? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's what I appreciate about the, uh, the car industry. I mean, just working at the dealership, that's what I got hired to do is just take pictures of the used cars and just, you know, the ability for, you know, management to just recognize the, the cream goes to the, the, the top, right? I mean, it helped that I have a film degree too, but I mean, I don't know if that it really plays into it. So just being able to be resourceful. I mean, the commercials, we have a production team, you know, we have a, been doing a lot of rewriting and, and, and shooting them, um, redoing them. But a lot of these things you can get in house, right? I mean, it took forever for me to get an assistant and because I just I didn't have time to do everything. Like you said, it's just stretched too thin. And then when when our vice president, you know, even the owner saw where we were going and how taking photos was taken away from my abilities to do more creative things, then, you know, we were able to, to pick someone up. But I mean, just take advantage of, of people that you have at the dealership. You have people at your dealership that you can come up with ideas and they can create content. Um, I would love for our salespeople to just be willing to, Hey, can I do a video and can, will you guys post it? Yeah, bro. And it, but they, you know, they see right here, they don't see the long, you know, the, the big picture when it comes to things like that. But in, in terms of a budget, I, I mean, the, the things that we can get from, from phones, you know, just shooting and editing from that alone, it's, it's huge. Just today I, I did what six different reels and everything was edited on the phone. All the thumbnails were on the phone, all through CapCut. I mean, it's just yeah. amazing on the phone, the phones. And I, I know I've thrown the stat down before. So if you're new to the show, you're gonna if you're if you're an OG, you're gonna hear it again. If you're new to the show, you're gonna you're gonna hear it for the first time. But I was listening to a presenter, and more or less the stat was the phones that we have today. And I think it was I think it was after the iPhone 10. I want to say, don't call me. I think it was the iPhone 10. But the camera, the iPhone 10, was it was is was better than the camera that uh, Steven Spielberg had to film Jaws. So our phones are so freaking incredible. And the cameras that's around them, just shoot it on your phone. Like you don't have a big budget. I mean, do you, there's so much you can do with it. Like the, and all the stats out there that the the reels, that the the any type of shorts, it's usually the ones shot on, the, on your phone that end up getting better click-through rates on them because it looks real. It doesn't look professionally done. So with that, you just, I mean, there's so much can be done on the phone. So I love that you brought that up. And it's its just a very, very smart comment. Very and smart and more, more times than not, it is the one, you know, that just looks organic or, you know, just quickly made um, than, than the biggest studio stuff. So, 
I mean, and make sure you shoot vertical, all right? Yes. And and, and what's so funny is I go back and look, once again, probably three years ago, everything was like, oh, we shoot, you know, horizontal, horizontal. It's sacrilege. Oh, it's I, I hear you. It's so weird for me to go vertical. I'm like, no, it should be horizontal. That's what I preach for so long. So that's one of those things because trends are ever revolving that in two years, it might go back to horizontal. But you just have to constantly say, what what is the trend? Is it vertical? Is it horizontal? Hell, maybe it goes diagonal at some point. We don't know. We just follow the trends. <laughs> if it's upside down, I don't know. I think you're onto something, Brooke. Yeah. You know, there's all of a sudden you'll see that like I follow these like how to shoot photographs or videos, or whatever. And it's, you know, flipping the phone upside down to get the camera. And it's like, you know, man, it's just, it's crazy how insane these cameras have gotten to your point like just follow the trends of of what it is to get the best shot but all of that's on a phone i go back to it's on the phone yeah don't be apprehensive you know you got to be willing to take that risk i i have this little um in terms of uh i have this little acrostic i call it and which is cool because how well Dion sanders uh did this year on uh, this past week prime so i call it is it personal is it relevant or relatable you know is there information in there is it memorable right memorable meaningful you know is, is it something that's gonna you know people are like oh my gosh i remember when they did that so is it engaging is it entertaining so if you go through the the prime then you'll be uh, be able to notice that your your content is is ready for prime time <laughs> amen man amen all right so i, I gotta ask one i love that acronym so everyone Prime, remember that is that you've done a really, really good job involving all of the team members, whether it's Toyota Todd with you. I remember listening to, I can't remember where I heard you talk about this, but getting all the managers involved and saying, hey, get, what's your idea? And even with that, is that it's so difficult sometimes to get team members on board and they're just resistant to these new initiatives like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not doing Facebook. No, you can go screw yourself. I'm not doing this. So how do you get everyone involved when they're, especially when they're resistant to this new change or new new in, initiative or whatever it may be? Yeah. So even coming on board, um, Todd was our, our GM, Todd Stokes was, was pretty, you know, forthright when he came to, to video, I was doing periscopes, you know, I was doing a lot of these things. So um, for him just to be willing to, we will come up with these ideas and he just like, He's open to it. He's wearing tights for God's sake in our, in our first, in our first uh, superhero commercial. But, um, you know, it, it trickles down from there. You know, if, if I can do it as the GM, you know, service manager, GSM, you know, parts manager, y- you guys can get involved too. And, uh, you know, and have fun with it. And I don't want to be the face of the dealership, right? I, I think we have managers and team members that where people can walk in and be like, I recognize you. And, you know, they'll, they'll kind of tease me about that. They're all oh, areas again. So if you look at our behind the scenes, you know, I play this diva and uh, it's, it's pretty, but speaking of the office, but uh, if there's total buy-in from management and that it can end in dollars for the store, because uh, I actually, in, in it's just not video, right? Because I recorded our managers to be on the, the phone for our on hold music. Hey, this is uh, Jared Little, service manager at the dealership. Just want to let you know that to this month's specials, you know, so you're going on from there. Now you're putting a face to the name and uh, 
when it comes to reputation management, Yelp reviews, and you keep saying the same names when you're reading through them, you know, now you're putting these faces to a name and kind of be more forgiving instead of going off, you know, on people. And you're humanizing everything. It's not just a, hey, I see that person on TV and they're in tights or in, you know, whatever fun getup they've got. They're an actual human being, which you're taking that that wall down automatic and be like, once again, they're human, which is so important. So you you spoke a little bit earlier about Joe Rogan. So I know that you, you're listening to Joe Rogan, listen to his podcast. What other inspiration outside of automotive are you drawing where from where are you drawing? Because too often I hear that we're, you know, we're only looking at automotive. I'm like, but that's great. I love our industry. You really need to be looking outside of our, our dealership bubble and our automotive industry bubble to f- draw from that inspiration outside of our. So where else are you looking to get your inspiration? I just, wherever I go, you know, these liber- these uh, Liberty Mutual commercials, you know, awesome. Mr. Beast, uh, Jack in the Box. But I have... I have issues with this latest Jack in the Box commercial where they have doubles playing themselves. I think they got that from us. Uh, so we don't Jack in the Box West Coast. So I, I grew up on Jack in the Box, but I live in, and so we don't have Jack okay. Box out here. So, but I, I used to love that. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. You're going to notice. All right. I got to show you this because okay. I think they, and there's another commercial. I was like, mm, that looks like ours. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'll just go through pop culture or I go to a lot of like games, venues, concerts. And I'll just look at what content is captivating me and, you know, want to do our take on it. It's just, it's just super cool to be able to, to ingest and to, to really revere other people's content. And then just, what's the phrase, you know, uh, about stealing, <laughs> you know, creativity. Greatest, greatest form of, uh, flattery. Yeah, it's just, flattery you know. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's crazy. Real quick, I wanted to tell you because we were talking about the management. So yeah. my GM went to eat. Todd went to eat with some other managers, and then somebody was there at, at the restaurant, and they go, "Oh, look at that superstar over there!" And then, and I get that, you know, sometimes too. And he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, "Man, I've been looking for a tundra forever, but you guys have markups." And it's like, "I'm the GM. If you're looking for a vehicle, he came later that day, bought a tundra." And that's so, why you do it. <laughs> and that's why we do it. It was, it was even better than that. Bro. It was the whole story because he put his name on the napkin and his phone number. The waitress threw the, the napkin away. Todd, Todd calls me up. He's like, I have a name and I have what vehicle they own. They have, his name's Victor and he's in an Avalon. So I went delving through the CRM, you know, looking for this guy. Couldn't find him. Went to our Facebook message because the, I, I, that name sounded familiar. And he was, this guy was asking, uh, if you guys ever marked down your, your Tundras and got his last name, <laughs> went back to the CRM and kind of tied things and looked at his Facebook because he was wearing the Dodger hat and his email said something about the Dodgers. And I called him up. I go, Hey, did you see Toyota Todd at the restaurant? He's like, yeah. It's like, good. We called him later that day. Todd called him. Hey, man, thanks for for me and me. And you know what? We have the vehicle. Come on by. And he bought it that night. It's just amazing no how way. things work. Yeah. Well, yeah. so many things unpacked there. 
But this all goes back to this whole marketing, right? And it's not just when someone tries to say, oh, what's the ROI on it? Well, ROI is important. Don't be right. It is important. There's some things that just are not measurable. Like, yes, did he buy a car? Yes, that part is important. But so much of this is that, hey, we're out there, we're out there, we're out there. Todd is seeing your Toyota Todd. I'm going to start a conversation. But none of that happens if you're not out there and constantly out there with the same message and being consistent with your message. None of that happens. If you have some crap message that doesn't resonate, that doesn't happen. So uh, I think so, too often, uh, Nathan Grover and I were talking and we were talking about this whole ROI concept. And it was just driving us, us both bonkers that we were saying, what? people get so stuck on this. And yes, while it is super impor- important, the metric should be more of, am I hitting in the right area with the right message at the right time to the right person? And in, in turn, it's just that I continue to do that and continue to uh, craft and hone my skill. So we're in the, and then continue to do it. So when the time comes, when that customer, whether they're high funnel, mid funnel, low funnel, and we have that right message that when they are ready to buy, they, there's no question of like, should I go with Ta- Valley High or should I go with ABC Toyota? No, they know where they want to buy, whether in a restaurant or whether they're at Jack in the Box. They know where they want to buy. And all that to say is that you guys know what you're doing and you know your audience. I'm done with my soapbox, Brian. I'm done with my soapbox. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it's true because, look, we have other ads that we post and it's, you know, the call to action, you know, the, the lead, the specials and all that. But when COVID hit, you know, we had built so much equity through the years before that, where we went all in on, on just branding. I mean, we, <laughs> we did this spot where, um, you remember where people were doing, uh, drive through birthday parties. Oh yeah. 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 So and I was like, what if we do it? drive by, you know, sale. And, there, and we were showcasing a, a, a truck and we, we went on, on um, location to shoot, to shoot this. Uh, it was, we did a spot where we, you know, we we're doing a zoom call. Right. And people were, were interacting with us. So just trying to be relevant. Yes. Have the call to actions, have people uh, drive down to the dealership. You know, we, we do those as well, but we kind of went all in on the branding aspect to, to your point, you know, where we can be noticed in public and just drive traffic to the dealership. Now, the in part of that, you have to have your team be all in. Yes. Because if we're showcasing that we're this fun dealership, you know, we, we have all these commercials and these gags and, and uh, are just cheesy. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> they're, they're cheesy. And, um, but if, uh, they come into the dealership and the salespeople are just being jerks, you know, and it, it doesn't mesh, it is, doesn't tie and, and, and people pick up on it so fast, right? Yep. It has to build, be that culture. Amen. Amen. It's those two have to align. Like it's, and that I go back to like, if, if, if that message is not resonating and people pick up on it so quickly. So you've got. You do so much and that it, it seems outside looking in that you never have writer's cramp. Like you just, you're just constantly like knocking these out. Do you ever get stuck with creativity like block or does that, if you do, how do you get unstuck? Cause like from the outside looking, you're like, man, he's just cranking these out like crazy. He just never, ever stops. He just must eat, breathe and uh, drink 
creativity. Yeah, no, no, it's not true. Um, like I said, have have a team around you, have people, and, and just you know brainstorm. Don't be afraid to have an idea where it could just evolve from there. Okay, because I can have an idea and somebody can level up, and it just you know can. So it's we're never settled because uh, I'm dependent and reliant on my idea. You know, it, it has to be a, a group effort. And so in, in terms of just getting unstuck, yeah, I know you're all about facts and not feelings, but when, whenever I don't feel like hosting, whenever I don't, you know, I don't want to do it, I won't do it. You know, it's because if it's forced, then it just comes off as, as not, not being relevant to whatever your dealership's going through, or even personally, you know, if, if I'm, feeling down or my wife and I are arguing, I'm so close. I mean, you know, you, you want to have ideas that are constantly just running through your mind and then kind of land on it. You know, you're, you're throwing darts and, and maybe something will work. And a lot of times they don't, it just, it's the name of the game. You gotta be, you can't be afraid to fail. And, and what's even worse is not even trying like, then you could have been like, that would have been perfect for this, you know, month or for this campaign. And if you don't at least try, you're not going to get it done. Oh, who was, who was posting something? I think it was Seth Rogen that had a, had a clip on Instagram, the actor. And that's what he was talking about. He was just saying, go do it, go do it. Hit that button. Well, to, to your point is that, so and I've no episodes before, so once again, you know the show, you're going to hear it for the first time if you're OG and hear it for the second or third time, is that prior to starting my company, prior to starting this, rarely on socialized. Like, hey, I'm really big on keeping my personal life personal and my, you know, this, I don't like being on social media. It was rarely I was on social, but I made a pact myself. I will never turn on the camera. I will never post unless I can be 100% authentic to you all and to myself. And so it was... December, January, which is a pretty important time to probably be on social media when it comes to branding and having a company and buying yourself. I was like, I just can't do it. Like, I, there is a lot, a lot of shit going on. I was like, I, I just cannot do it. And did I take a hit? Yeah, 100% I did. But I was like, I just won't do it. And that is just something you, the audience can tell. Like, even so, you and I talked before and I was having issues with the teleprompter. So I first introduced the teleprompter. I had a guest that was on and uh, that, just goes, hey, you need to loosen up a little bit. It looks like I go, funny you mentioned that was actually my second time using a teleprompter. He goes, that's why. He goes, it looks like you you just, you're too tight. I go, it's because I'm ready. It's the second time using a teleprompter. But you've got to be authentic. Like the audience knows, everybody knows, like you're not just being yourself. Step away, clear your head, do, do, do you. Like whether that's go buy a pair of Jordans, go do what you got to do. Like do something to clear, clear your head and, and just step away because your audience, your clients, your whatever they, and honestly, your home life as well. Like everything's just going to be all upside down if you don't. So it's very, very wise advice there, Brian. Very, very wise advice. Let's, let's, let's uh, round this out with, if you could give everyone out there one creative win, what's it going to be? No pressure. Yeah. So it's, it's trade places with, with your audience. You know, mm -hmm. put yourself in their Jordans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Because um, if, if it doesn't resonate with you, if you're looking at something, and you're like, that's tacky, that's weak. Well, then why are you doing it? 
You know, why are you pushing boring content? You know, that's not, that doesn't resonate with them. If it doesn't even resonate with you, why are you going to go do it? So, and especially if you have a budget involved. So in terms of being creative, just think outside the box, please, you know, and, and try something. Don't be afraid to, to fail. I mean, I, I read this book often. It's called uh, Trading Your If Only Regrets for God's What If Possibilities. So don't go through like, if only I had done that, if only I had tried that, you know, instead of like, what if I come up with this idea for this commercial where there is a Yeti and his name is Gas Squash and he uh, scares people who are at a picnic or who are at a campfire. Yes, Squatch, reveal yourself. <laughs> I knew it. I would have gotten away with it if you're gas-saving hybrids. Frankie, you're not the man. No, he's Frankie, the gas man. <laughs> Frankie! Who does that, right? We do. <laughs> Person over there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It is. It's. You know, Michael Jordan, if I, I missed how many shots, you know, it's, he's, you're going to miss a lot, but you're going to miss every single one you don't take. Or Michael Scott, one of the two said, I'm not really sure. Well, both <laughs> of them, I think actually. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, Brian, well, it, it is that time. It is that time. Okay. Lightning around with Brian Ortega here. So for those that are watching, we've got his personalized link right below here. For those that are listening, Brian, how can they find you? How can they get with you? Yeah. So uh, instead of rummaging and going through all these different, you know, avenues, uh, we put everything that I have at brianjortega.com. Yeah. Our commercials are on there, our behind the scenes. You had mentioned, you know, about messing up. And before we went live, you were like, oh, I got to redo this. I was like, check that out. <laughs> so we post. I, I, people like that even more. The the bloopers, the outtakes, you know, are sometimes even better than the final product. So, and that goes back to your point about humanizing people. So we we put our stuff on there as well. So brianjortega.com or just go to our YouTube channel. Uh, we have all our used car winners on there, our behind the scenes and our outtakes as well as our commercials. Yes, that's just Brian Ortega. You can, once again, Scan the QR code. You can type in this, whatever your preference is. It'll be in the show notes as well. That's going to take you to brianortega.com. Brian J. Ortega. Right. Uh, for the love, Brian J. Ortega. Because Brian Ortega is an MMA guy and he takes all of the SEO. So he, um, this is true. He, <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I forgot about it. I did forget about him, actually. That's, that is true. You got to fight. That's a, that's a hard fight, Brian. God. He's gonna win, yeah. <laughs> and many ways, and, 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 and online. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's jump into name. The show is facts, not feelings. How are you differentiating facts from feelings, in either personal life or in your professional life? So, when it comes to in being a creative, too, it's really hard because. Um, I'll sit down with the GM, GSM, and we'll look at the facts. And but a lot of times, I really do go with gut instincts. Yeah, and I'll I will follow Google Trends. We'll go look at what's relevant. But um, man, I I think a lot of times people are too held tight to a schedule, to 
um, planning, which I need to actually do more of, but seeing a Sienna on the lot, let's get this out. So it's just what we, uh, what I want to focus on. Um, but definitely, uh, I don't want to talk about the the hard stuff. Let's talk about the fun stuff, right? <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. All right. What is something that we'll say that most people don't know about you? Wow. Uh, so I don't want to say I'm an introvert. I'm maybe more like an ambivert, but people always think that I'm on, right? And a lot of times I just rather just chill, you know, and, and soak things in. Like I'll walk through the dealership and people that recognize me will think I'm mad or something or, you know, just because they think I'm always, you know, on for the camera and they're like, you okay, man? I was like, yo, yeah, I'm fine. I just work it. I'm at work. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go with, if you could have, because you just did the, the superhero commercial recently, if you could have one super, uh, power, what would it be? Yeah, so the, it it wouldn't be going bald that fast, right? I, I was the bad guy in that. It would actually be Toyota Todd's uh, power is uh, is to be able to fly, right? Because I I commute to work. I mean, the traffic in California is ridiculous. So if I can get from place A to place B, you know, in the air, I'm all it. for that. You know? And I oh, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have that. Brian, it has been such a pleasure getting to know more about not just you, but just everything. You're such a wealth of knowledge. And just thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate everything that you've done and just continue to do. Everyone, if you haven't had a chance to get to know him, go check out BrianJOrtega.com. Got to put the J in there. Don't go. I mean, I love it. UFC and MMA, but go check out him instead. Go check out all this stuff. Go check out Valley High Toyota. They're doing just incredible things over there. And everyone, as always, find a way to serve today. Find a way to help your fellow neighbor, your coworker, your friends, however however, and whatever. Whether that's just opening a door, whether that is a kind smile, just a hug, whatever it may be. Just find a way to serve today. And with that, everyone, we will see everybody next week. You've been listening to Facts Not Feelings with Brooke Furness. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating. If you know a friend or a colleague will benefit from today's episode, share it with them. Until next week, find a way to serve someone. Find a way to help your neighbor. Remember, we are all in this together.